Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco. This is episode 150 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I recap week 11 and dish out my ballers and stallers. Huge, huge respect and appreciation to everybody that's been with us for 150 episodes of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Whether you're new or you've been listening for the last uh, two years, I appreciate you staying in touch and uh, being a part of what we're doing here. Started as a passion project with a couple of friends, and it has grown into much more than that. So I appreciate all of you being a part of it, and thank you very much. And here's to another 150 episodes. But without any further ado, we've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're having a great kickoff to your week. Let's jump right into the week 11 recap. We'll dive it back to Thursday night, uh, which has been really oversighted by the brawl between Miles Garrett and Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely. Miles, or excuse me, Mason Rudolph also fined for his part in the altercation. A couple other suspensions in there as well. A really ugly game with a really ugly ending but uh talking football the browns get the win at home 21 to 7 they move to four and six steelers fall to five and five mason rudolph 221 and a touchdown multiple sacks before that nick chubb 27 carries 92 yards kareem hunt a nice game jarvis landry continues to be that number one receiver odell beckham four for 60 he did catch a, a bomb and landed on the one-yard line to open up the game. Could have been a longer uh, touchdown and a bigger game for him. But uh, Juju Schuster was knocked out of the game, and um, Deontay Thompson was also knocked out of the game, both with concussions. Both those guys are uh, in the protocol for sure. James Conner left the game as well, so the Steelers are very beat up, unfortunately. Uh, and, of course, Mason Rudolph getting hit over the head with a helmet his own helmet by Miles Garrett. Unfortunately, uh, a very ugly scene, the worst I've ever seen in pro sports personally. Um, and uh, hopefully we don't see it again. Um, Browns get the win, 21-7, Thursday Night Football. Let's move to Sunday. Cowboys 35-27 in a nice uh, semi-shootout here. I think the Lions could have gotten with Matt Stafford, but um, – not quite enough. Cowboys move to six and four. Lions fall to three, six and one. Dak Prescott, 444 yards and three touchdowns. Bo Scarborough filling in for Ty Johnson, uh, who just isn't the lead running back for the Lions. We've been trying for multiple weeks. I've been starting him in a couple leagues and it's just not working out. Um, but Bo Scarborough, 14 carries, 55 yards and a touchdown. Michael Gallup, huge game, nine for 148 for the Cowboys. Amari Cooper, just 38 yards, uh, still harnessing a knee injury there. So keep tabs. Marvin Jones gets a touchdown. Kenny Galladay, pretty quiet game for him. Cowboys 35, Lions 27. Colts and Jaguars. Colts get the win at home 33-13. They move to 6-4. and four. Jags fall to 4-6. and six. Nick Foles in his return, 296 for two touchdowns. Jonathan Williams for the Colts fills in for Marlon Mack, who had a huge game. He had 109 yards and was uh, – 
on his way to much more. And he actually broke his hand in this game, so he left. He had a fracture in his hand. Jonathan Williams came in, uh, spelled him for 13 carries, 116 yards. So good game him, a great waiver wire pickup there. And DJ Chark remains the number one receiver for the Jags, eight for 104 and two touchdowns. This was a game where Leonard Fournette completely disappeared. He only had eight carries. He did have seven receptions, which is nice in PPR leagues, but for some reason they just didn't use him in this game. Um, I expect that to change moving down the stretch. Uh, Fournette's got a nice schedule come playoff time, so I'm continuing to ride him, but definitely not his uh, not his biggest game here, which I expect to be a plus matchup. So the Colts 33, Jags 13. Bills and Dolphins. Bills get the win here on the road. They 37-20, they move to 7-3, and three, and the Dolphins fall to 2-8. and eight. Ryan Fitzmagic, 3-23, no touchdowns there. Devin Singletary, 15 carries, 75 yards. John Brown, really a career day, uh, which beat me in a league, which is ridiculous that I see in this, in this league. Mm-hmm. I, I seem to always come up against uh, – players career day this year but uh it is what it is is fantasy football but john brown nine catches 137 and two touchdowns josh allen uh four touchdown game as well uh so josh allen gonna be great down the stretch here um for fantasy so if you scooped him up or if he's still in your waivers somehow which you could be in shallower leagues make sure you go pick him up bills big win 37 20 Broncos, Vikings, Vikings get the win here, 27-23, move to 8-3, 5-0 at home, and the Broncos fall to 3-7. The Broncos were leading this game 20-0 at halftime, and the Vikings came storming back here to win the game by four. Kirk Cousins, 319 and three touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, five for 121 and a touchdown. Kyle Rudolph had a nice long touchdown as well. Uh, Dalvin Cook, not so much in the stat sheet, but he got a touchdown late too to save the day for fantasy owners. And Philip Lindsay, 16 for 67 on the other side. Cortland Sutton, big game as well. But the Broncos, um, you know, unfortunately for Lucas, uh, come up short here and, and they were really dominating the Vikings for the entire first half. But of course, two halves of football and the Vikings came out and dominated the second half and got the win 27 23. Saints and Buccaneers. Saints with a big win here on the road. I thought the Bucs were actually going to win this game. This is my upset of the week. But the Saints get the win 34 17. They moved to 8 and 2. The Bucs. Fall to three and seven, just one and four at home this year. And the Saints are actually four and one on the road, which is uh, nice. They're usually a little bit, um, a little bit worse outside of the uh, Superdome, but this year, not so much. Jameis Winston, three thirteen and two touchdowns, but four interceptions. Classic uh, Jameis Winston. Drew Brees, three touchdown passes in this game. Alvin Kamara, thirteen carries for seventy-five yards, and Michael Thomas. Remains an absolute animal, eight for 114 and a touchdown. I think he's in the legitimate MVP race. I know everybody kind of puts the quarterbacks ahead, which they should. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's there's probably three quarterbacks right now who are playing at that level, uh, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and, and you could throw Patrick Mahomes in there. But I really believe that Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas deserve to be in the conversation too. They're just not going to win it because quarterbacks are regarded as easily the most uh, important position for an NFL franchise, but this year in particular, I do believe that Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey deserve legitimate praise for what they're doing for their respective teams. But I digress. Um, Mike Evans, not much. Chris Godwin, late touchdown, but not much out of him. OJ Howard, zero, zero points. 
Um, and then Cameron Brait had uh, a record 10 receptions um, over 100 yards and uh, a score there. So Cameron Brait is the guy. O.J. Howard is in the doghouse for whatever reason. He did drop a pass that kind of like looped around Harlem Globetrotter style, looped around his belly and ended up being a uh, interception, which was kind of silly, but he got pretty much benched after that. And unfortunately uh, he is done. So I will be dropping him in my leagues and I recommend you do the same. Um, if it's a keeper league, maybe hang on to him. Cause I believe he'll get traded. I thought he would this year, but I think he'll get traded next year and he's very talented still. So if they use him, he'll be just fine. But Aaron's just is not going to saints 34 bucks, 17 jets and Redskins jets with a big win here. 34, 17, same score. And uh, the skins come up short. Uh, fall to one and nine. They are zero and five at home. Jets move to three and seven. Sam Donald two ninety three and four touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell eighteen for fifty nine on the ground and a score. Ryan Griffin legit tight end option five for one hundred nine and a touchdown there. Uh, Darius Geis had a nice forty five yard receiving touchdown in his return um, as well, but not much on the ground for him or AP. Jets get the big win thirty four seventeen on the road in Washington. Falcons and Panthers. Falcons put the heat on the Panthers here. Big win on the road, 29 to 3. Falcons move to 3 and 7. Panthers fall to 5 and 5. Uh, Matt Ryan passes Warren Moon, uh, the legend Warren Moon, for 10th all time on the passing list. And Kyle Allen has 325 and four picks in this game. The Falcons' defense really dominated here, actually. They were like ranked, I think, 29th uh, in fantasy scoring, but they dominated, and they were the top defense this week. Christian McCaffrey, same old, same old. Um, he <laughs> did not have a touchdown, and he was the number one overall uh, fantasy option here. So um, Christian McCaffrey still getting it done. Calvin Ridley, 8 for 143 and a touchdown. Julio Jones, a nice big game as well. Just about 100 yards. Uh, he fell just short of the end zone like Odell did as well, but could have been much bigger for him. So um, Falcons looking really good. Uh, didn't think they play as well on the road, but uh, they certainly showed it this week. 29-3 over the division rivals. Ravens and Texans. The Ravens continue to be, I think, the most dominant team in the NFL period. Um, 41 to 7 at home over the Texans. Uh, Ravens move to 8 and 2. Texans fall to 6 and 4. Lamar Jackson, 222, but four touchdowns. Gus Edwards, eight carries, 112 and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins, 7 for 80. And uh, Deshaun Watson just nothing in this game. He was absolutely swallowed up, interceptions, uh, rushed out of the pocket constantly by this Ravens defense. The Texans did not score until the fourth quarter. The Ravens are absolutely dominant here. Another huge win, 41-7. Niners and Cardinals. Niners escape with a victory here late, 36-26. They kind of had a bogus uh, defensive touchdown to make it expanded a little bit they really won this game by uh three points so honestly it should be about 29 to 26 here with the uh, late uh field goal late touchdown drive by the 49ers here to move to nine and one four and one at home cardinals fall to three seven and one jimmy garoppolo career high 424 and four touchdowns kyler murray led the cardinals in rushing with eight attempts for 67 yards and a touchdown and debo samuel moving into that number one slot for the niners with emmanuel sanders out eight for 134 
nice game all around. This was a very competitive game. Um, I watched all of it, and honestly, the Cardinals were winning 16-10 to 10 at halftime, and they were playing very well, but the Niners turned it on late with uh, 19 fourth-quarter points. Again, um, kind of a last-minute uh, sack fumble that, that, you know, made the score a little bit bigger than it was, but honestly, the Niners squeaked by the Cardinals here uh, at home. Um, technically 36-26, but really without that touchdown, it would have been 29-26. So tight game here, but the Niners do get the win and stay atop the NFC 36-26. And uh, the Niners and Packers with the game of the week next Sunday night. That'll be huge for playoff implications. A couple more games here. The Raiders get by the Bungles 17-10. I thought the Raiders would blow them out here. They did not. Um but the Raiders do get the win here, 17 to 10 at home, six and four now for the Raiders, five and one at home. Very impressive. And the Bengals still have not won a game, 0 and 10, uh, which means they are 0 and 6 at home. Uh, Raiders were up 14 7 at half, and they each had a field goal in the second half, and the, nine, or the Raiders pull away here. Derek Carr, 292 and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, another 20 plus carry game with 112 yards, and Tyrell Williams, four for 82. Looks like there's uh, obviously some frustration on the Bengals' side here. Um, Joe Mixon got all of the touches he could handle, but Tyler Boyd not getting much here. Um, and it looks like this this team in general is very frustrated. Of course, they haven't won a game, which is very frustrating, but still haven't really quite found their identity yet as an offense. I think they're going to be fine moving forward in general, but this has been obviously a, a rough trend transition for the Bengals in general so hopefully they can get it together for Zach Taylor in this offense moving forward I think they do that I think they actually uh, part ways with AJ Green next year and and bring in some younger options uh get a new quarterback and things and really mix things up but I think they'll be just fine um actually I think my boy uh Justin Herbert could end up there maybe Burrow from LSU if they get the top pick we'll see what happens but um Bengals hurting 0-10 on the season. Raiders get the win, 17-10. Patriots and Eagles, great game here. The Patriots pull away late. Uh, Eagles were up 10-9 at halftime, and the Patriots score eight points in the third quarter, and the uh, Eagles did not score. So the Patriots shut them out in the second half and get the win, 17-10. Patriots 9-1, and and the Eagles 5-5. Tom Brady, 216, no touchdowns there. Miles Sanders, 11 carries for just 38 yards. Zach Ertz comes back to life here in a great game, 9 for 94. Dallas Goddard had a touchdown as well, so I think it's time that you can really start to consider starting both tight ends here for the Eagles um, if you need to in a second flex. Uh, I was talking about that in the listener league that I've got both guys, and I was considering it last week. I actually started started Goddard over Ertz. Still worked out. I got the win. Um but I am considering starting both of them uh, moving forward, especially in plus matchups. So Patriots get the win here. Uh, the running back core for the Patriots is a mess. Sonny Michelle, not much. James White has fallen uh, by the wayside now that Burkhead is back. There's a lot of moving parts here. Um, so not a lot of steady fantasy options for the Patriots in general outside of Julian Edelman, although I'm starting uh, Edelman and James White every week, but you never really know who it's going to be there. Patriots get the win 
Rams, Bears, Sunday Night Football, um, pretty boring game. Uh, I thought the Bears were going to win an ugly one, which they should have. My God, Mitch Trubisky is terrible. Um, unfortunately, I was really rooting for the kid when he came out, and I thought the cards were stacked against him, which they were and continued to be. Um, and he's definitely shown some promise, you know, six touchdowns last year against the Bucks. He really has the opportunity in Chicago, but he was essentially benched. I think technically they're saying that he had a hip injury, which is just bullshit. Um, he's bad, uh, unfortunately, and this Bears offense can't do anything with him right now, whether he's injured or not. Um, it's just not looking good. So he got benched. Chase Daniel came in in the fourth quarter for mop-up time, and the Rams ended up pulling away. But the Rams are bad, too. Um, Todd Gurley is not himself, as we know. Brandon Cooks didn't play in this game. Robert Woods was a late scratch due to personal reasons. Cooper Cup can't get open now because there's three dudes on him every play. Gerald Everett's hit or miss. Jared Goff is not very good right now, especially against this Bears defense. So really, the Rams win the game 17 to seven. They move to six and four. The Bears fall to four and six, and pretty much uh, are you know in the first wave of eliminations here out of the playoff contention. But the Rams are not that good, and unless people get healthy in a hurry, uh, the Rams have no chance to make the playoffs um, as a wild card here. The the Niners and the Seahawks are starting to wrap up that division week by week. And um, the Vikings and the Packers are battling for the, for a wild card uh, position there. Um, of course, you've got the saints in the mix and you've got the um, Cowboys and Eagles fighting up in the, in the East as well. So I just don't think there's going to be room for the Rams potentially unless they rattle off a bunch in a row. And uh, that was one of my bold predictions preseason is that the Rams don't even make the playoffs. Um, they did get the win here in an ugly one, but it didn't look good. They looked bad. The Brown, uh, the Bears just looked worse, uh, so the Rams were able to get the win. But uh, worried about the Rams moving forward for sure. Mitch Trubisky, 190 and a touchdown. Todd Gurley, 25 carries, 97 yards and a touchdown. 97 yards and a touchdown is nice, but last year with 25 carries, Todd Gurley probably would have had 250 yards. So that offensive line is beat up. The offense is just not running in general the way that it should be. So. Uh, he also got siphoned um, by Malcolm Brown on a touchdown as well. So Todd Gurley could have had a much bigger game there. And uh, Taylor Gabriel, 7-4-57 for the Bears. Let's move on to Monday Night Football, and then we'll get into our ballers and stallers for Week 11. Uh, the Chiefs pull away late 24-17. The Chiefs moved to 7-4. Chargers moved to 4-7 and, and pretty much eliminate themselves from playoff contention as well. The Chiefs defense, frankly, dominated Phillip Rivers with four interceptions, including a last-minute drive interception as well. Phillip Rivers, 353, which is nice, but just one touchdown and four picks. Melvin Gordon, 14 carries for 69 yards. Austin Eckler, eight for 108 through the air. Um, Tyreek Hill left this game early. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a nice game here. Damian Williams did play in this game. We thought he might be a late scratch. He did play in this game. Malcolm, uh, excuse me, Sh uh, Shady McCoy played in this game. Um, he had a touchdown, and Daryl Williams also uh, had a touchdown in this game. So three-headed monster here for the Chiefs, but it got it done if you started any of those guys. Um, but the Chiefs, uh, you know, get a big win here. Uh, this was really competitive, actually, and I think uh, just like the Bears, if Phillip Rivers didn't shit the bed, the Chargers really had an opportunity here to pull up a huge, huge upset at home against the Chiefs. Um, they had multiple opportunities to score, take the lead, and they were uh, playing very well on defense for the most part. But, you know, you can't hold Mahomes down too long, and eventually uh, the levy broke and the Chiefs ended up um, – taking it here 24-17 to uh, get themselves a nice playoff hunt. Um, the teams on by this week were the Packers, the Titans, the 
Giants and the Seahawks. And that is the wrap for week 11 recap. Uh, We'll take a quick break and we will get into our week 11 ballers and stallers. Hey listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, Twitter at tck underscore pod, Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us to get your feedback. Finally, please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, Lucas's Start Sit article, and more. Before we get into the second half of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call. And we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Ballers and stallers for week 11. Let's start at the quarterback position as always. Josh Allen leading the pack this week, 33.8 fantasy points just ahead of Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen, 253, uh, 256, excuse me, and three touchdowns to the air, another seven for 56 and one on the ground. Lamar Jackson, business as usual, just 24 attempts, but didn't matter. 20, 222 yards, four touchdowns, nine carries, 86 yards, no rushing touchdown this week, but he did have his four touchdowns. Dak Prescott, 444 and three, another 18 on the ground. Jimmy Garoppolo, 424 and four touchdowns. Jeff Driscoll for the Lions, 200 yards and two touchdowns, but he did have 51 yards rushing and a touchdown as well. Kyler Murray, just 150 and two through the air, but eight carries for 67 yards and a touchdown uh, on the ground as well. Sam Darnold, 293 and four touchdowns. Kirk Cousins, over 300 yards and three touchdowns. And Baker Mayfield, uh, just under 200 yards and two touchdowns through the air, but he did have a rushing score as well. Drew Brees, 228 and three touchdowns. And some honorable mentions here, Derek Carr, almost 300 yards and a rushing and passing score. Nick Foles, almost 300 yards, two scores. Dwayne Haskins, two scores as well. And Matty Ice, 300 yards and a touchdown. Some stallers here. We're going to put Pat Mahomes in it. 
182, a touchdown and a pick, 59 yards rushing, which definitely helped buoy him. But just 182 here uh, and a touchdown, certainly not expecting that from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Tyreek Hill did leave the game, as I just mentioned, though, so that uh, definitely threw off the game plan quite a bit. Jacoby Brissett. Under 150 and a touchdown. He did have a rushing score as well, um, which buoyed him a little bit, but not much uh, out of Jacoby Brissett otherwise. Jameis Winston, 300 yards, two touchdowns, but again, four picks. That's Jameis Winston. Brandon Allen, 240 and a touchdown. And Carson Wentz, 214 and a touchdown. Phillip Rivers, 353, four interceptions, just that one touchdown. And Tom Brady, 216, no scores on the day. Jared Goff, 173, no scores on the day. Deshaun Watson, 169, no scores on the day. Of course, Matt Stafford was out in this game as well. Uh, as it looks like he could be in a potentially a week to week situation or up to six weeks. We've heard, uh, we've heard both options there. So keep an eye on Matt Stafford. Let's move on to the running back, Christian McCaffrey up on top of the list. Once again, 30 fantasy points, 14 carries, 70 yards, 11 receptions, 121 yards on 14 targets. So again, doesn't score a touchdown, still the number one running back in fantasy football. Mark Ingram, 13 carries, 48 yards, no scores, but three for 37 through the air and two touchdowns for Mark Ingram. Alvin Kamara, 13 carries, 75 yards on the ground, 10 receptions, 47 yards on 10 targets through the air. So volume alone, uh, 23 touches there for Alvin Kamara, number three on the week. Austin Eckler, just five for 24 on the ground, but eight for 108 on 12 targets through the air. Todd Gurley, 97 yards, as I mentioned, on the ground with that touchdown, another 36 through the air. Zeke Elliott, a rushing and receiving score, but just 73 total yards there for Zeke on 18 carries. Every team I've seen for the last five weeks, the game plan is stop Zeke Elliott, make Dak Prescott beat you. Um, that could be deadly because Dak is playing very well, but Amari Cooper is hurt. Michael Gallup is a beast, but as long as Amari Cooper is a bit hampered, um, if they can shut down Zeke Elliott, it's Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb who have been playing very well, but that seems to be the game plan. So Zeke Elliott not getting the fantasy production we thought he was going to because the game plan against the Cowboys is to shut down the run, which has been quite effective for most teams and uh, Zeke Elliott. He's still getting his short yardage touchdowns, but he's just not having those big yardage days. Uh, Tariq Cohen had a receiving touchdown here. Um, Tony Pollard actually filled in for Zeke as well, spelled him a bit, got a receiving touchdown. Also, uh, Joe Mixon, 16 touches on this game and uh, over 103 total yards. So a decent game for Joe Mixon, just straight volume. And again, the Bengals' season is washed, but Joe Mixon seems to be the offensive weapon there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, 18 carries, 59 yards and a touchdown, just 33 through the air. Gus Edwards, 8 for 112 and a touchdown on the ground, nothing in the pass game. Marlon Mack, I mentioned, left with a fractured hand, but before that, 14 for 109 and a touchdown. And Dalvin Cook got a late touchdown as well on the ground. Shady McCoy also got a late touchdown, but he left the game as well. Honorable mention, Jalen Samuels receiving touchdown. Darius Geis, 45-yard receiving touchdown, as I mentioned. Josh Jacobs, 112 rushing yards. And Jonathan Williams filling in for Marlon Mack, 13 carries, 116 yards, and a 31-yard reception. Some stallers here. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 15 carries, or excuse me, 15 touches overall, 8 carries, 7 receptions, 23 yards rushing, 34 through the air. So just 57 Total yards on 15 touches. I think that changes moving forward. Uh, Kalen Balaj, if you fired him up, he did get a touchdown somehow, but nine yards on nine carries. Not going to get it done. 
Uh, Carlos Hyde, Naheem Hines, Daryl Williams all had touchdowns, but not much otherwise. Bo Scarborough, as I mentioned, uh, a nice uh, touchdown. Nobody started him. Melvin Gordon, 14 carries, 69 yards, three catches, 21 yards. And Kareem Hunt, six carries, 12 yards, and seven, uh, six receptions, 46 yards there. Philip Lindsay, 16 carries, 67 yards, nothing through the pass game. Nick Chubb, 27 carries, but just 92 yards there. Tevin Coleman, 12 for 14 and three for 48. Devin Singletary, 15 for 75. Not bad, but just one reception for four yards there. Sony Michelle, 10 carries, 33 yards, just 11 yards through the air. And David Montgomery, 14 for 31. Let's go to the wide receivers. And we have John Brown up at the top here. Smokey Brown, 34.7 fantasy points here. Career day, 9 for 137 and 2 touchdowns on 14 targets. DJ Chark, 8 for 104 and 2 on 15 targets. Calvin Ridley, 8 for 143 and a touchdown on 8 targets. Michael Thomas, 8 for 114 uh, on 11 targets for and a touchdown as well. Michael Gallup, 9 for 148 on 13 targets. Stephon Diggs, a late touchdown, 5 for 121 and a, and a touchdown on 5 targets. Randall Cobb, 4 for 115 and a touchdown uh, on 7 targets. Debo Samuel, 8 for 134 on 10 targets. And Keenan Allen, uh, 8 for 71 and 1 touchdown on 12 targets there. So not a huge game for Keenan Allen, but he got you that score. Devontae Parker, 7 for 135 here. Marvin Jones, 2 touchdowns. Shaquem Grant had a uh, rushing touchdown, actually, and another 3 for 32 there. Cortland Sutton, 5 for 113. A couple honorable mentions here. Jamison Crowder, 76 and a touchdown. J uh, DJ Moore, 95 yards. New Hopkins, 80 yards. Julian Edelman, 53 yards on 10 targets. Julio Jones, 91. And Jarvis Landry, uh, Marcus Jones, Chris Godwin, Kendrick Bourne, Larry Fitzgerald, Foro Cooper for the Cardinals and Philip Dorsett all had touchdowns as well. Not much otherwise, though. A couple stallers here. Uh, Tyrell Williams, just 82 yards on four receptions. He just needs to get more work. Chris Conley, who I started in a you know a patch with the buys. Not a terrible game. Six for 58, but not much otherwise. Tim Patrick, uh, 77 yards here. Hunter Renfro starting to climb up the Raider depth chart there. Five for 66. Anthony Miller, 54 yards. Mike Williams, or excuse me, Mike Evans, uh, four for 69 here. Christian Kirk, four for 41, coming off of a three-touchdown game. Odell Beckham, four for 60 on 10 targets. I mentioned that should be a much bigger game, but it was not. Terry McLaurin, obviously frustrated with the Redskins here, three for 69. Mike Williams, two for 76, a great catch late to put the Chargers in chance to win the game, but uh, Philip Rivers throws a pick and they lose. Auden Tate leaves the game here, four for 56 before that. And um, as I mentioned, Cooper Cup really struggling without uh, help on the outside there. So just three for 53 for Cooper Cup moving forward. Josh Reynolds fills in for uh, Robert Woods, but just three for 55 there. Cole Beasley, uh, four for 38 if you were starting him in a spot start. Let's go to the tight ends and we'll get out of here for today. Travis Kelsey back on top, 22-plus fantasy points here, 7 for 92 and a touchdown on 10 targets. Ryan Griffin for the Jets um, is definitely the number one tight end uh, pickup. I think he's who Chris Herndon was supposed to be, but Chris Herndon now out on IR, didn't do anything. Uh, yes, I drafted him and kept him on all my leagues. Not all my leagues, but uh, two of them, and I just dropped him last week <laughs> when he went on IR. So Ryan Griffin is now the guy here, 5 for 109 and a touchdown on five targets. Zach Ertz, 9 for 94 on 11 targets. And 
Kyle Rudolph, five for 67 and a touchdown there. Mark Andrews, four for 75 and a touchdown. Ross Dwelly filling in for uh, George Kittle, four for 14, but he does get two touchdowns there, short touchdowns. Cameron Brait, as I mentioned, career high, 10 for 73 on 14 targets. That might have just been uh, sticking it to um, O.J. Howard, which is very frustrating, but a huge game for him. Hunter Henry, six for 69. Darren Waller, four, uh, five for 78. Dallas Goddard, three for 36, but he does get a touchdown. Other tight end touchdowns, Jared Cook, Dawson Knox, Irv Smith Jr., Jeremy Sprinkle, Daniel Brown, another uh, Jets tight end, Foster Moreau, um, Stephen Carlson for the Browns, and Troy uh, Fugawali for uh, the Broncos. Um, Eric Ebron. Just four for 27, Vance McDonald, three for 33, and Mike Kosicki, who was a popular streaming option the last couple of weeks, four for 18 there. Not much going on for those guys. Darren Fells, he's boomer bust. This week he was bust, one for 18. And uh, TJ Hawkinson, just one catch for six yards. So those are your ballers and stallers for week 11. And now we are headed to week 12 and 13, the last two weeks before the fantasy playoffs. Make sure – to get your rosters dialed up, drop dead weight, pick up high upside players, start getting um, that backup quarterback with a better schedule, a backup defense with a better schedule, some of your uh, handcuffs for your running backs and otherwise. And if you still have a trade deadline, now is the time to do it. We got two weeks left. It is the final push to the fantasy playoffs. Uh, Lucas and I will be with you next episode. And uh, appreciate y'all hanging with us for 150 episodes of the candlestick kids fantasy podcast we hope for 150 more thanks so much we'll see you next time that'll do it for this episode be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a dm on instagram at fantasy football underscore tckpod you can also find us on twitter at tck underscore pod or on facebook at the candlestick kids fantasy podcast Make sure to check out our website, tcqpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start, sit, column. If you get any value from this episode, please subscribe and leave a rate and a review on the podcast wherever you're listening and give a like and a follow on social medias. It really does make the difference for us, and we much, much appreciate it. Make the most of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for 150 episodes. I'm Scott Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.